Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Children, you're going to help me tell the story. What is the gospel reading for this morning? What would you call this parable? Can you read the Greek? <laughs> it's the parable of the prodigal son. So what's the family situation? There's a dad that we know about, and then there is... Yes? Yes, there is the younger son. There's two sons, right? And the younger son says, you know what, Dad? I'm done. I'm out of here. And you know what he asked him to do? He says, I know that you're not dead yet. You know what an inheritance is? It's when your parents die and then they leave money or a house or things to you. Well, the younger son says, you know what? You're still alive, but I don't really care. I want what's coming to me. That's quite a statement, isn't it? And what does the father do? He goes ahead and he gives the son his inheritance. And what, as June said, what does the younger son go and do with that inheritance? He spends it on stuff he shouldn't. He spends it on stuff he shouldn't have. So he gets the biggest toys he can possibly get, right? All the stuff that you didn't get at Christmas. That is what the second son, the younger son, goes and gets. Why? Because he could. Because he had the money. He was away from home. He had nobody to tell him what to do. He could do whatever he wanted. He thought he was free. He thought he had it made. Right? Till what? Till he ran out of money. Not only did he run out of money, but what else happened? He had, there was a famine, wasn't there? You know what a famine is? Yes. No? Then you're going to find out. A famine is like somebody who does something. No. Famine is when there's maybe a drought or the crops are bad and there's nothing to eat. Right? So what happens to the younger son? He's been living it up. All the Christmas presents, all the stuff that he ever wanted, birthday parties, etc., etc., now what? The party's up, isn't it? The game's over. And now he has to work. And it's not just work as he sat at a computer and kind of, you know, messed around on Facebook half the time, right? What did he have to do? He had to go out and feed pigs. Feed pigs. Where did he live when he was feeding pigs? In the sty. In the sty with them, right? He was there with them. Right? Can you imagine he took showers very often? What did he eat? What does it tell us that he ate? Yeah, he the slop. ate the slop. Not just the slop, but actually the leftovers. And Whatever the pigs actually. And he ate the apple. That's made of slop is made of leftovers. Yes. But it's the leftovers of the leftovers. <laughs> right? It'd be like eating after your little brother, okay? <laughs> so, not only that, it says that he ate the pods. 
But the fathers of the church, they talk about these as like carapods, which is, I'm going to tell you. They are, they would chew them, right? You would eat it, and it would be sweet. But it would leave in your mouth. You ever bit into something like, oh, this is really good, and then the aftertaste, and then there's like stuff left in your mouth? Well, that's exactly what happened to the younger son. This is, well, let's see when you come into a church and you look at icons, they, t- they teach you, they tell you about the faith, right? They're not just always uh, someone, right? Our Lord or his mother or a saint, okay? This is an icon of the prodigal son, this whole parable. What do we have up here in this top corner? Can you guys see that? I'll show you. You see did you see it when we came in and been ready the icon, or is it too high up and you can't see it? So well, who is this up in the tree? I didn't look at it. I know. Who is it? Zacchaeus, the tiny man. <laughs> you listened to the sermon last year, didn't you? <laughs> that is tying in. I do think there is something about the way that they did the iconography of this particular icon to rhyme with Zacchaeus Sunday. This is the prodigal son. This is the younger son. And what is he surrounded by at the bottom of the tree? These little dark creatures? They're pigs, right? And what does it look like that he, as the text tells us, the scripture tells us, he, you can always look later too. <laughs> he came to himself. He woke up. And you can see him. He's got his hand like with a finger. Like he's realized that he can't live this life anymore. This is exactly what this parable tells us about the whole process of returning to God, of being lost, of what sin does, right? Sin looks really good, right? It's very appetizing. We get our freedom. We get to live how we want. We get whatever we want, or at least that's the promise, right? And then... Something happens, or life, you actually grow up, or you mature, or somebody deserts you, or something happens. Life is not so good. There's drought, there's famine, and now you're enslaved, basically. You're hanging out. You can't take a shower. You're in the pit. You're in the muck. You're getting the leftovers of the leftovers. And even the food that you eat, the food that you eat is sweet. It's, again, like this deceitfulness, right? Do you know what deceitfulness is? It's like kind of like lying, right? I'm sure you've not, never had a sibling tell you, oh, you should do this thing. And they know that you're going to get in trouble for it, right? Like that kind of, that's what deceit is. Now you're all going to go home and say, my brother, I'm deceitful. But this is, let's pay attention, okay? When we come up into the tree, when we realize where we're at, I'm sure that you have realized this. There's something that you are, and if you don't realize it, you will realize it at some point in the near future, that you wake up to what you're doing, and you say, this is not really good. I don't like this. And what do you do? What does he do? What's on the other side of this little mountain? Where is he, where is he going? Thea, let's try it. Where, where is he going? 
Shy, okay, stage fright. He's going home. Because what does he remember? Yes. He's going to renounce. Yeah, he's going to renounce Satan and all his pomp and all his pride, yes. He's going to his house. What's at home? Yes. His father. And he realizes, he says, you know what? As much as I thought I had it bad at my dad's house, back home, the reality was he would have food. And in fact, he realized he was at such a position that he would do anything to be able to be home. So when he gets home, do you think on the way home he was wondering, have you ever thought about this when you realize you need to apologize? Yeah. Maybe you threw a rock and broke the window in the back of your parents' van? I've never done that before. I have it. Good, I know you have it. I have it. But you think, uh-oh, what's going to be the response? How is God going to respond to me? Is it going to be anger? No. Good. Good. It's going to be good, isn't it? Because when we wake up, when we come to our senses, and we come home to God, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, especially some of you older ones who are talking right now, this is something you're going to experience as an adult. You're going to get yourself in a position, and it might be really bad, it might be sort of bad, Whatever the case is, you feel like you're not at home. And it's very easy for us to get into our head that we can't go home. I want you all to look at me real quick. Okay? Look at me. I can't all of you in your eyes. You can always go home. Okay? I'm not talking about your parents. I'm talking about God. Right? God the Father. What does God the Father, when he sees the Father, when he sees the Son coming, does the Son apologize? No. What is yes. he? No, he doesn't yet. The Father sees him way at the back of the church, right? Way down the, in the horizon. He sees his Son. And what does the Father do? What does God do? He runs and falls on his neck. He runs and falls on his neck. That sounds a little dramatic. And it is dramatic. God is exactly like that. You will always be able to go home. And even before you say, I'm sorry, I have sinned against heaven and earth, he has already, with tears running down his face, accepted you, received you. And what has happened? See, this is here, the very center of the icon. What happens here, right at the center of the icon. This is the embrace, isn't it? What is going on in the rest of the icon? Do you tell me? They're celebrating. They're dancing. There's the table spread. What's happening down here in the corner? They're doing what? They're not riding a bull. They're doing something else with the cat. What's going on down here in the corner? He's not riding. He's got a sharp thing. He's killing the calf. Because what does the father say? He says, kill the fatted calf. He puts on him a brand new tunic, a new outfit. 
because he smells, right? He's been rolling around in trees. Not only that, he puts on a sign of authority, right? A ring on him. He gives him a new outfit. He dresses him. And then what does he do? He allows him. Yes, Nathan. They have a feast. Because when you return home to God, there is a feast. There is a table that is laid for you. And who is the fatted calf? You may be wondering, is it Bessie or something like this? Who is the fatted calf? Jesus. Jesus. No, it's not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Jesus, the one who is sacrificed for us, right? The one in whom we partake of. This is what this Sunday is all about. This Sunday is preparing us as we enter into a time of waking up, right? A time of returning to God's house. In whatever little ways and major ways we need to do that. And we will always be welcomed with open arms, with the, the table spread, with the fatted calf sacrificed, with a new garment. If our baptismal garment has been stained, he dry cleans it and gives it back to us, or he gives us a new one, right? This is, I want the main thing I want you to get from this, God is always ready, waiting, no matter where and how you leave home. He is ready to come as soon as you turn around, as soon as you start heading towards him, he will embrace you fully. You can always return home. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.